It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ben Roethlisberger comes full circle in his final playoff run. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Dennis, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The last time the Steelers went on a last seed Cinderella playoff run, running back Jerome Bettis was steps away from retirement, and Ben Roethlisberger was still a raw and -and up-and-coming star. We have come full circle. Now it's Big Ben who's in the two-minute drill of his Hall of Fame career. And it's star linebacker and sack artist T.J. Watt who provide the propulsion for any Steelers playoff run. Pittsburgh's best shot for beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead this Sunday night will be turnovers, sacks, and defensive scheming to limit Kansas City's once prolific offense, which has come down to earth this season. Despite what the odds makers in the national NFL media says, this is an achievable task. Ben Roethlisberger will be asked to manage the game, play field position, take field goals at every opportunity, and score touchdowns when possible, all without turning the ball back over to those always dangerous Chiefs and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. In a close game, Big Ben could rise to the occasion and make history by working his magic in the fourth quarter. If Roethlisberger has shown us anything, it's that he can still turn it on when the game is on the line. This is the Steelers' formula for beating the Chiefs, and it will be the formula if these Steelers are to make any noise in the 2022 NFL playoffs. And yes, Steelers Nation, I'm saying there is a chance. The NFL loves Cinderella stories. The Steelers wrote a great one back in 2005 when Jerome Bettis was running on fumes and headed for the Hall of Fame. Big Ben still wasn't capable of carrying the entire team on his back. Good thing those Steelers had a great defense led by otherworldly Troy Polamalu entering the prime of his career. Those Steelers were as dangerous as anyone. They went on the road collected three playoff wins, and punched their ticket to Super Bowl Forty down in Tampa Bay. The rest, as they say, is history. Flash forward to 2022 and the tables have turned. Ben and the offense have been unable to put together a full four quarters of production. The defense has been up and down 
as a unit throughout the season. But they have been hot lately, and the constants have been the Steelers' three stars anchoring the three levels of that defense. You have Cam Hayward and his incredible, always humming motor to create havoc on the line. You have T.J. Watt flying in and changing the game from the edge. And you have safety Minka Fitzpatrick patrolling the secondary and putting a lid on the passing game. With the right scheme, these Steelers stars, coupled with the role players and spare parts around them, can shut down almost anybody. These are the guys you want to take to war. Ugly games are these Steelers' trademark. Let the NFL pundits poo-poo the Steelers' mere presence in these playoffs. Let them say that the Chargers and their surging second-year quarterback, Justin Herbert, who nearly willed himself into the postseason last Sunday night, are the ones who truly deserve the playoff ticket. Hey, it almost happened, too. A tie between the Chargers and the Raiders would have sent both teams to the playoffs. In the waning moments of overtime, with the game knotted 32-32 to and following Herbert's fourth quarter and fourth down heroics, the Raiders were driving but seemed content to let the clock run out and take the tie. Then Chargers coach Brandon Staley, whose fourth down calls have cost his team at least one game this season, made another disastrous decision. This time, it was an ill-timed timeout. The Raiders shifted their strategy, ran another play, and then set up a 41-yard field goal for ace kicker Daniel Carlson, whose worthy charities are suddenly being flushed with cash with a flood of donations from grateful Steelers fans. After plenty of heart palpitations in Pittsburgh, the 8-7-1 Steelers were a playoff team. It's the one-and-done NFL dance where a scrappy, no-business-being-their-team like these Steelers can get hot, get on a roll, and shock the football world. It's happened before. A young Ben was witness to it. Now a wily veteran Roethlisberger on the cusp of retirement is getting one last ride. As Ben himself has said, we'll see what the old cowboy has left. If it's the fourth quarter with the game on the line, do not bet against old number seven. That Cinderella slipper just might still fit. Hey, we have much more on this unlikely Steelers playoff run, including all the carping from those unpleased pundits outside of Pittsburgh in this proud postseason edition of your Steelers Update podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first, thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes, both memorializing and mocking the surprising Steelers playoff appearance. But right now, let's get right to it. In the eyes of anyone outside of the 412 area code, your Steelers are the ugly stepchild of the 2022 playoffs. They do not belong, says all the smart NFL analysts. But here they are, warts and all. And here is an unapologetic Mark Caboli writing for The Athletic on why these seventh-seeded Steelers will not flinch in attempting to up-end the AFC postseason. Says Caboli, and I quote, the Steelers have the worst odds to win the Super Bowl of any of the 14 playoff team. Who cares? 
the Steelers cost themselves at least a couple of draft slots with their 16-13 overtime win over the Ravens at M&T Bank Stadium on Sunday afternoon, along with an absurd Indianapolis beatdown by the 14-loss Jags. Who cares? The Steelers, who breathed a sigh of relief when the Raiders played for the win on Sunday night against the Chargers and sealed Pittsburgh's playoff berth, likely will get embarrassed once again next week by the back-to-back AFC champion Chiefs, the team that shredded them before the halftime barbecue was served in the press box 14 days ago. Who cares? The Steelers are in the playoffs. And you know what? 18 other teams wish they were the Steelers right about now. Quote Mike Tomlin, you guys buried us when we were one and three. Man, we got a lot of warts, but we are here and that's been our position since September. Unquote. Those warts will be highly visible against the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium in a wild card playoff game. And surely the narrative surrounding the Steelers will change to how they screwed themselves out of a higher draft pick. Is that the goal here, to get the 15th pick instead of the 19th pick? Or is the goal to validate the 53-plus players who have fought hard to go 8-4-1 over their last 13 games and punch their ticket to the postseason with a series sweep against division rivals Cleveland and Baltimore six days apart? Unquote. From Mark Caboli, and I say, well said, Caboli. And so you're saying there's a chance that these Steelers shock the football world, warts and all, right? You're saying that, Caboli, right? Well, he adds this, quote, the bottom line is it's never bad to make the playoffs. In any year, in any sport, that's what you have to remind yourself. Are the Steelers going to shock the Chiefs, the Titans, and the Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl? Hell no, but it's invaluable to have tangible evidence that hard work and never giving up is something that works, unquote. Well, I am not giving up until the final gun fires and Big Ben has fired his last fourth quarter shot and the scoreboard reads a Steelers loss in Kansas City. That may happen Sunday night at Arrowhead, but it may not. We shall see. Big Ben versus the Ravens last week was 19 of 25 for 149 yards and a touchdown in the fourth quarter and overtime alone. In other words, that old cowboy still has some giddy up. We go now to senior Steelers beat writer Ed Bouchette with The Athletic, who puts into words the storybook ending Roethlisberger has been writing in the fourth quarter this season. And I quote, What we saw from Baltimore on Sunday versus the Ravens was a 39-year-old quarterback on his way out, the old cowboy as he once described himself, dragging his team into the playoffs his 12th postseason when it looked like they were dead and done. He drove his team 50 yards and threw the go-ahead touchdown pass to Chase Claypool with 2 minutes 58 seconds left in regulation after Baltimore sent it to overtime on a 46-yard field goal and won the toss to take the ball first, the Steelers' defense stopped them and Roethlisberger went back to work from his 17. He completed passes to convert 3rd and 7 and 3rd and 9, then faced a do-or-die 4th and 8 at the Baltimore 41. 
An incompletion there likely meant a tie or loss, either of which would have eliminated the Steelers. Instead, Roethlisberger found Ray Ray McLeod over the middle for 10 to put them within Chris Boswell's field goal range. Najee Harris, playing with an injured right arm, made sure of it when he ran 15 yards two plays later. It was Roethlisberger's career-high seventh game-winning drive of this season, tied for second most ever in a single season and the 53rd of his Hall of Fame career. The latter ties Tom Brady and Drew Brees for second most ever, one behind Peyton Manning. Unquote. Hey, that is great from Ed Bouchette to put it in perspective. What Ben, even a diminished Ben at age 39, has been doing in his 18th season with the Steelers. Now for Ben to have that fourth quarter chance versus the Chiefs, the defense will have to do its job. That means a much better run defense than what we saw versus Baltimore and frankly, a lot of teams this year. We're back to Mark Caboli summing up the Ravens' ground game carnage versus the Steelers last Sunday. He says, quote, saying everything about the gritty performance from the Steelers' defense, you can't gloss over the fact that they allowed another 200-plus rushing game and another 100-yard running back. A chunk of that came on a good fit by Latavius Murray on his 46-yard touchdown run. But we are still talking about 200-plus yards without Murray's run. It comes down to gap integrity. Murray's run came with Henry Mondu, Isaiah Laudermuk, and Adams in the game. The guard got to the second level on Devin Bush. Troy Edmonds didn't fill, and Minka Fitzpatrick was unable to make the play. It's shocking the Steelers gave up only 13 points to a team that was able to run the ball like that. It needs to get better, but likely won't be in time for next week. That is a next year thing, unquote. That's Kaboli, a hard-eyed assessment of the state of the Steelers' run defense. Well, my take is next year is next year. Yeah, we can work on fixing this, but Pittsburgh must at least patch things up for this week versus the Chiefs in the playoffs. Here's hoping they do. Hey, and if you ask Cam Hayward if the Steelers have a shot versus the Chiefs, who handily beat Pittsburgh 36-10 to just a few weeks ago, he'll tell you that that was then and this is now. Quote, when we played Kansas City to see the difference in that locker room on Sunday, you could hear a pin drop that week after that Kansas City game. Guys work their tails off. It hasn't been perfect, but man, we grind out these wins. We're just hungry. Just give us a shot, unquote. Well, Cam, a shot your Steelers do now have. No one wants them in the playoffs. They're too ugly and undeserving. But make no mistake, this hate is only fuel to keep going. Here's how Ed Bouchette sums up this unlikely Steelers playoff team. Quote, this may be the ugliest looking Steelers team to reach the playoffs in some time, perhaps back to 1989 when they needed more miracles in the final week of the NFL season to reach the playoffs. They pulled a first game upset in Houston that postseason and then came with a drop pass of beating John Elway and the Broncos in Denver, which would have sent them to the AFC championship game in Cleveland. 
It just can't happen this time, right? I mean, the Steelers allow 249 rushing yards to the Ravens, a team that has struggled so much to find backs this season. They had Le'Veon Bell for a spell. It was the third time in five games and fourth time in nine that Steelers allowed more than 200 yards on the ground. In the meantime, wide receiver Chase Claypool was Pittsburgh's leading rusher with 33 of their 79 yards as the Steelers found it tough running inside yet again. The Steelers entered these playoffs ranked last of the 32 teams against the run and in the bottom five in rushing offense. That is not a formula for even getting into the playoffs, never mind winning in the postseason. But here they are. They did somehow beat the AFC's number one playoff seed, the Tennessee Titans, 19-13 on December 19th, when those Titans rushed for 201 yards. That makes the Steelers 2-1-1 when an opponent tops 200 yards against them. It's an unfathomable stat. And it's unfathomable to some that the Steelers will open the playoffs next weekend. But yet... Here they are. Yes, Ed, here they are. And as Mike Tomlin said, warts and all. But I guess no one told the rest of the NFL that winning ugly is still winning. In fact, nothing would be more beautiful than a Steelers win in Kansas City. Hey, whatever happens, and we know it won't be a tie, as there are no ties in the postseason, we shall cover it right here on your Steelers Update Podcast. So download the podcast every Wednesday afternoon, or better yet, sign up so you get it fresh as soon as it's hot off of my microphone. And of course, log on to PennLive.com for your real-time Steelers playoff news.